This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, hey, how many of you guys are ready to get, get into the word here? You guys get your, uh, the, your notes. If you didn't get your notes, um, you're just going to miss out. No, you're not going to miss out. It's all going to be up on the screen, and you're just going to have to listen fast. And uh, we're going to continue in our series. We've been talking about greater things. We've been talking about greater things for the last couple weeks. Uh, in week one, we really just discovered and looked at the fact that, that God wants greater things. He wants greater things for you. He wants greater things for our church. He wants greater things for the church in this world that that, uh, we live. And uh, we discovered that last week we looked at uh, that we can have greater things in our life when we strive for unity. How many of you guys were challenged in that message being to strive for unity? How many of you guys, how many of you married couples had to strive for unity when something came up, or am I the only one? <laughs> Sometimes I get in trouble because it's like, I'll, I'll make comments and, and Rachel will be like, you're, you're making them think that we have a bad marriage. We don't have a bad marriage, but we do have to strive for unity sometimes. When we don't have, when we don't see eye to eye, we have to strive for unity. And so when we strive for unity, uh, great things can take place in our lives. And we, we looked at that uh, last week. This week, I want to talk about um, a different topic, and that is this. In your notes, it says that faithfulness in little things is the key that unlocks the door to great things. It's faithfulness is in the little things is the key that unlocks the door to great things. Whether it's in your life, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your family, whether it's in this church, faithfulness is the key that unlocks the door. Now, a few years ago, I, uh, I locked my, my safe and I couldn't get in it. And I had a, a um, I had the title to a car and I desperately needed to get into my safe. And I had lost the key and lost the combination. And I know you guys are all judging me with your eyes right now. I can see you judging me with your eyes. But I know, I know there are other people in this place and in this house that have lost a key. Come on, raise your hand if you've lost a key in your life. My dad, he, 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 he judges me. I can feel the judgment from here. Can you guys feel the judgment from here? Because the thing is, is that there have been keys that he has had that I have lost. (laughs) But because I'm his son, he loves me unconditionally. His grace is everlasting and it is unfailing. And uh, he continues to offer up keys to me, making sure that he has duplicates, triplicates, and quadruplets in his office. And so this, this one time when I, when I couldn't find the uh, uh, combination to this safe and I desperately needed on the other side, I decided, you know, I need a system. I need a system that will help me with this problem that I have with keys. And this is what I came up with. <laughs> a big, giant lanyard full of every key, has every key that I need. Now, I can still feel your judgment because my, my dad, he's super organized and he has, he has a, a box and, and in this box hangs every single key and every single key has a label, right? That's not how I roll. I have every key that I need right here, okay? Now, if you're wanting through the door that one of these keys goes to, it's gonna take me a little bit to find it, okay? I, I, I know it's here, it's just gonna take me a bit to find the key that goes in the door to get through it. And it is super embarrassing because years ago we bought an apartment and sometimes I'll have people come to the apartment and they need into the apartment and I have to find, find the key. And so it's here and, 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 and we wanna get to the other side but, but there's a key. And see the thing is guys is that the point is, is this, that, in my, in my failure, and in my, in my failure to manage keys, there is a, a principle, and that is that within these keys is the key of faithfulness. It's the key that unlocks the door that gets me to the other side, where the title is, or, or into the apartment, or into the car, or whatever. There is one key that unlocks that door. It's the key of faithfulness. Now this key right here goes to a padlock, my U-Haul padlock that goes to my shed, right? So if I want to get into that shed, this is the key I need. And in our lives, if we want greater things in our lives, 
We have to have that specific key of faithfulness. Again, it's faithfulness in the little things that's the key that unlocks the door to, great, to greater things in our lives. We've discovered in the last few weeks that God wants greater. But there, you know, and I'm not saying that faithfulness is the only key that, that brings us into greater things in our lives. But I'm saying, and we will discover today, that it is very, very important. It is a very important key to, to moving to the next level or, or going up in the things of God because we'll, we'll discover some very, very powerful principles that God put into place for us. And, 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 and I hope that you guys can get over your judgment of me. <laughs> Actually, truth be told, I lanyard a bunch of keys together just to drive home my illustration. <laughs> okay, so in your notes, what is a faithful person? What is a faithful person? We looked at this when we, when we uh, uh, brought our tithes to, uh, to the house. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty. It says that a faithful man will abound with blessing, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. F uh, faithfulness is described or defined as firmness, stability, trusty, steadfast, and reliable. I asked my wife, what, what do you think of when you think of, when you think of faithfulness? She said, old faithful, right? Faithful, you go, you show up, thing goes off, right? It's been going off for years. Well, it's, it's reliable, it's steadfast. That's what faithfulness is. And so my question to you today is, is are you faithful? Are you firm? Are you stable? Are you steadfast? Are you reliable in your job? Do you work hard? Do you, do you show up on time? Do you have a good attitude? Do you do your best? Do you give it your all? Or are you unreliable? Do you show up late? I'm not looking at anybody you know, specifically. Or do you cut corners? Do you dodge out early? No, that's not faithfulness. No, faithfulness is showing up in your marriage. You know, maybe you started out, it's like, man, I'm faithful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, make sure I, I buy the cards and, and buy the presents and I'm gonna spend the time. And you, and you were faithful in the beginning, but over time, because of communication breakdowns and things like that, it's like, yeah, you know, that, I guess that the faithfulness thing just doesn't work. And so I'm just not gonna be as faithful. I'm not gonna be as stable. I'm not gonna be as committed. No, we, faithfulness is something that we have to continue in. It's not something that we, you know, we just do one time and we're done. No, if faithfulness is a continual daily process in our job, in our marriage, in our homes, in the church, with our finances, in all of these areas, we have to be faithful. And so no matter what we need, we have to be faithful. We have to be stable. We have to be reliable. One of the verses that I found in the Bible when it comes to being faithful is this, which is, which is kind of, it's kind of uh, interesting. Did you know that faithful people are hard to find? Faithful people are hard to find. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says this, that many, are, uh, many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. That kind of tells us a lot, that there's a lot of people that are out there that, that, that proclaim that they're steadfast. They proclaim that they're steadfast in their love for their family or their kids or their God or their church, but, but this is saying a faithful man who can find. And, and I can remember back in the day, you know, this whole idea of a, a faithful man and being found is that uh, when we were little, we would go to Grandma Gutah's house and we'd go downstairs and, and all of the cousins, I mean, we had a lot of cousins, okay? I mean, my aunt, she had seven kids, one of them, you know? So, I mean, we're, 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 I think they just confined us to that area because we were rowdy and just unruly. And so we're down in this basement and, and uh, we would, it would always play hide and seek. I loved it because they'd have the lights on like, all right, everybody, we're gonna play hide and seek. Who's gonna count, right? And you'd have to go to the steps and you'd have to count. And then everybody else would run off and they would hide. Now, I was a really good hider. Okay, and I took the game very, I take all games very, very, very seriously. You can ask my wife. We've only played Monopoly one time in 20 plus years of marriage. And so I take this game really, really, really seriously. And so sure enough, um, you know, the lights go off, they start counting, and I am going to the places that I know that I can really hide. I mean, we're talking like I'm opening up the salt container where the salt goes, you know, and I'm getting down in the salt container and putting the lid. No one will look there, right? And so they're counting and they're, and they're out and they're looking around, you can hear them coming, and then all of a sudden, you know, after a while, you've all played hide and seek before, they start yelling, where are you at, where are you at? Nobody can find them, nobody can find Brian. Where's Brian? He must have left. He, I was what? 
hard to find. I was nowhere to be found, right? That's what I like. Now that's winning, is when I am nowhere to be found when it comes to hide and seek. But when it comes to faithfulness, sometimes we are nowhere to be found. And I, I was like, you know, that's so, so true. It's like, and we all know of people in our lives, it's like, you know, you're, 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 you're dependent on them and then they don't show up. <laughs> They're like nowhere to be found, right? And, and so the Bible says that who, a faithful man who can find. And you know, I like what this says because it says that we, we, we need to be found faithful. And so if you've lived a life and maybe you have not been found faithful, maybe you're hiding and you're away and you're, you're really hard to find and the Lord's looking for somebody that's faithful and you're nowhere to be found, or maybe you've gave, given your word and you've not followed through, there's great uh, uh, encouragement in this. Look at this in Luke 12, 42. It says, the Lord said, who then is faithful? It says, a wise steward who his master will put in charge over the whole household to give his servants their portion of food in the proper time. Blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired is the servant who his master finds doing. Who his master finds doing. I want you guys to maybe underline that or, or highlight that because the, the, the principle here is, is that the master is, is coming. He's coming and he is going, he's, he's looking to see if we are going to be found faithful or, or are we not gonna be found anywhere? I don't know about you, but man, I'm, when he comes, I wanna be make sure, making sure that I am not hiding, that I'm not off doing my own thing, that I'm, not, that I'm not just going after my own whims and my own desires, but no, I am found faithful. When he shows up, I am doing what it is that he called me to do. And as the body of believers and as, a, as, as Fellowship Church, we need to be people that are faithful. We need to be people that are found being faithful, doing what it is that he has called us to to do and so he's coming back and when he comes back the question is what will you be found doing will you be found faithful in your marriage will you be found faithful in your church will you be found faithful in your finances i don't know about you but that's what i want to be i want to be found faithful have you ever been found out Anybody in here ever been found out? One time, uh, years, this was back when I was in third grade, my mom and dad went on a trip. It was actually this time of the year. And, uh, and, and, and I was in third grade, and again, I was super, super competitive. And within the grade school, we had these, these snow forts out there along the uh, playground. And every class had their own uh, you know, snow fort, and there was a competition, right? And so I just decided, me and my friend, we were in town, we were hanging out, kind of got bored and decided, you know what? Let's even the playing field. And I mean, by evening, I mean we, we were leveling the other snow forts out there at the uh, playground. So we're out there, man, we're, you know, we're doing what we can with our hands and our feet and it's just not, you know, frozen. It's frozen solid, things are really hard. And so I was like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna take this up a level, we're really gonna level the playing field. I'll go back to grandpa's garage, I'll get some tools and I'll bring them back and we'll get this done and we'll get it done right, right? Because we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. So I go back there and I, I'm looking at this big pegboard for, for all these tools and I grab the necessary items that I needed. Pickaxe, sledgehammer, all those things, right? I'm walking down the sidewalk and I'm, I'm walking around the edge of the elementary and, all this, and I look out there and I, I see Tim and he's standing there like this, looking up in the air. I'm like, huh, that's, that's kind of weird. Not, well, he wasn't doing that when I left. Well, Tim was being, he was found out. He was found out by Mr. Lambertson. He was found out because Mr. Lambertson just happened to be at the school that late at night. He found Tim out, out there destroying these things. And I mean to tell you, man, when I walked around that corner and I saw, I stopped right in my tracks because I was found out. Now, I had a choice because I wasn't fully found out, right? I could have ran which man, I just wanted to run so bad. I was like, man, I'm, this is not good. But he's found out I could run but I didn't. I stepped forward around the corner and I took the punishment. But how many of you guys have ever been found out? Come on, you guys in here, you've been found out. Maybe it's not wrecking some, but something. I know there's been times where I'm out in the refrigerator and I got my fork and I'm getting ready to dig into something and my wife comes around the corner and she's like, what are you doing? 
I'm found out, right? I am found out that I am not, I mean, I've eaten desserts that I wasn't supposed to eat. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where it's like you have been found out. The point is, are you going to be found faithful? When Mr. Lamberson walked out the door, it was unexpected. When Jesus shows up, it's gonna be unexpected, right? No man knows the, the hour of the day. But the question is, is when he shows up, are we gonna be found doing what we're not supposed to be doing? <laughs> Messing things up and ruining people's lives? And <laughs> I mean, there were, there were kids crying the next day at school. Oh. We won. No. <laughs> We're in detention, but we won. <laughs> How will you be found? Will you be found doing what you're supposed to be doing? Or will you be found not doing what you're not supposed to be doing? And there's going to be people that when Jesus returns, he's going to find people doing what they are not supposed to be doing. And I tell you what, you guys, as we go through life, he, he's speaking to you. He's telling you the things that are right. He's telling you the things that are wrong. And I just encourage you, you know, this isn't really our topic, but you really need to be sensitive to that. You can't just continue to disregard and not yield to what it is that he's speaking to your life. Because he's coming, and, he, and he's trying to lead you and guide you as his child to, to, into this life of greater, into this life of blessing. It might be that you have, you, know, you have the faithfulness down in certain areas of your life, but there might be areas where you're not fully committed to him, where you're, you're holding back that faithfulness. Maybe it's in your money. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your job. And, and I guarantee you, if you will get quiet and you'll listen to him, he will begin to show you where it is that you're not being faithful, where it is that, that you're not being found faithful. And so it's so important, guys, that... That we, that we grasp and, and, and internalize this concept that, that we're gonna be found out one day. The question is, how will we be found out? I, I, I tell you personally, you know, uh, you know and, and these really aren't in, in, in the notes there, but there's coming a day where we're gonna stand before our Heavenly Father and we're gonna give an account. We're gonna stand before Him and, and, and He's either gonna say, man, you, well done, Good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. Or he's going to say, well, you tried, right? I don't want to be in that boat. I don't want him saying that to me. Well, you tried. No, no, man. I want him to say, yes, well done. Good and faithful servant. You did what I asked. You were found faithful. And so he want, we, we need to be found faithful. Will you be found faithful? Or will you be hard to find? When Jesus returns, will you be found faithful in your money, marriage, kids, grandkids, working for him, building the kingdom, putting others first, using what it is that he's given you in the church? Will you be found faithful? And so that's a question that you can just, you know, internalize. Will you be found stable and reliable building his king kingdom? That's what I want to be found faithful in doing. I want our church to be found faithful in building his kingdom, reaching people that are lost, reaching people that are hurting, reaching people that need him. It is through us. It is through our faithfulness. It is through our committedness and it's through our reliability that that takes place. And so if you got a Bible, turn in your Bibles there to Matthew 25, because I want to look at a story here. It's a parable that many of you guys know. It's the um, a parable and, and, and what Jesus was doing, he had actually told a couple different stories there in Matthew 25 and he was really just clarifying to his followers, number one, that we should be ready for his return. Number one, we need to be ready, and those are in some of the, the preceding chapters and verses of, of Matthew, that we need to be ready for his return. But number two was how to live until he returns. And so in this, in this parable of the three servants, it shows us the necessity of being good and faithful service, serve, uh, stewards of the resources that God has entrusted to us. Do you know that God has entrusted each and every person in this place? He's entrusted us with things. Not just money, but he's entrusted us with abilities, gifts, talents, money, things that we know. Why? Not just for our own benefit. 
It's not just so that we can have a nice, nice life with all of the things that we desire and retire early. No, 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 no. This, this story that we're about to read is much more, it's, it's not a natural, he's using a natural illustration, but you have to understand that it is a spiritual principle that he's trying to drive home, that, that we have been entrusted and, and, and that we are a spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body and, and we have to be walking in spiritual faithfulness where we're putting his king first. And so look at this here in Matthew 25, verse 14. It says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And, and to one, he gave five talents, and to another, he gave two talents, and to another, he gave one. And so you might be wondering, well, what's a talent? You know, you, you think, well, it's, okay, he's just giving him talents or abilities. Well, yeah, you know, we can we could look at it that way, but, but if you look deeper, it, it is said that a talent is worth approximately $1,200. And in some, some uh, uh, people say that it was about 6,000 denarii. And so if you were to multiply, you know, all these out, it was for, for a person that was a servant, it, was, it would be like a lifetime of money that this master was entrusting to these servants. And so for simplicity's sake, okay, we're just gonna say $5,000. One guy got 5,000 bucks, one guy got $3,000, or I'm sorry, $2,000, and one guy got $1,000. And so look what it goes on to say here. It says that then uh, the one who had received 5,000 went out and traded with them and made another $5,000. And likewise, the one who received two gained back two more thousand. But he who had received one bag and 1,000 went out and dug in the ground because, uh, and buried his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord uh, of those servants came back to settle accounts with them. And so he uh, received 5,000, came and brought back the 5,000 saying, Lord, you delivered me $5,000 and look, I have gained you another 5,000. And then finally here, the last verse in 21, it says, his Lord said to him, what? Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Some versions and some uh, versions of that say great th- greater things. And that's what we're talking about. We've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. That, that, and, I, and I'll say this point again, just so that you have it, uh, is that faithfulness in the little things is the key that unlocks the door to greater things. And, and that's really, that scripture there in 21 really uh, is the, the, the principle behind what it is that I'm talking about today. That, that, the, that the Lord is going to come back for you and I. Just as this master came back after a long time, it was unsaid. If you read it, it's like you don't see it anywhere in there where he entrusted this, these, these gifts, talents, abilities, and in this case, money, and, and, and he didn't say anything. He's like, I'm going away. And, 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 and the same thing is true for you and I. We've all been entrusted with something entrusted and 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 he's gone away to prepare a place the bible says he's gone away to prepare a place for us and there's a day that he is coming back he's returning to 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 gather his family and the question is is are we going to be found as these these servants were found faithful and and will he say well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things i will make you ruler over many things. And so today, in the time that we have left, I want to go over five principles of, of faithfulness. Five principles of faithfulness. The first one is found in verse 16 of, of that scripture. It says, then he who had received five talents went out and traded with them and made another five. And so the number one, the number one principle that I want to talk to you today about is that faithfulness requires action and stewardship. It requires action and stewardship. Each one of us in here have been given something. Each one of these people, each one of these servants were given something. One was given five, one was given two, one was given one. I think that the problem is, and the the stumbling block that you and I have sometimes is, is that we don't think that we've been given anything. That's number one. I've been there in my life where it's like you, 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 you look at other people and you begin to compare and you begin to look at what they have and you think to yourself, I, I don't have anything. I don't, I, I don't have anything. And, and I think another time we, we take that comparison and if we continue to think about it, we take it one step further and then we look at what they have and we become, become envious. 
and, and, and instead of just using what it is that we have and, and utilizing and stewarding and, and acting on what it is that we've been given, we're so caught up in what the other person has, what it is that they drive, the house they live in, the job they have, that we are not faithful. We're not found faithful because we're so concerned and, and, and focused on, on that. But we can't do that because we've all been given something. And so it's, there's an action, right? We have to act. But, but I think along with that, we have to steward that. I think about the poor widow in, in 2 Kings 4. You remember her? Her husband had died and, um, and she was left with two sons. And so these creditors were coming and they were going to take everything that was she, she had. And Elisha was there and Elisha said, you know, what do you have? And, and, and her response was nothing at all. And, and, and except I have this, just this one flask of oil. And so I think sometimes that's what we do. We look at our lives and it's like, oh, that's not worth anything. That's not worth anything. I, you know, and, and we minimize what it is that we have. We're just like the, the widow woman where it's like we, we, we come up with this excuse. Well, I've, I haven't been given anything. I don't have anything at all. And Elisha said, no, you have something. What do you have? And so my encouragement to you is, is what do you have? Begin to use what it is that you have. Begin to act on what it is that you have. Steward what it is that you have. Maybe make it better and, 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 and increase it. And that's what she did. She went out and she began to use and steward what it is that she had. And, and she began to pour the oil and she filled container after container after container until it stopped because she ran out of containers. And so it's so important that, that we require action and stewardship in our lives. To be found faithful, we have to use what we have. What do you have? Do you have knowledge, skill, ability? Maybe you know somebody in your life that could help you do or, 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 or move to the next level in your life. I can remember, uh, you know, as I was preparing for this, I can remember sitting in my office with Rick Yoder behind a steel desk the first day that I came to work here in, what was it, June 2000? I came and I'm sitting at this desk on a chair and he's sitting there and he's, he, he, the first thing, that, the first lesson I got was on a computer and it had to do with graphics and graphic design. And I was like, you know, when I was at school, I didn't really use a computer very much because I was working a physical job and we'd go to school and we raid all our hands and laptops weren't real common and we didn't have tablets back then. Man, I can't even believe I said that. But anyway, I'm sitting there and I didn't know a thing. I'm just like, I mean, he could have been speaking in a foreign language, you know? And I'm just, it's like going over my head and I'm just like, and you know, he's trying to teach me and I'm like, I don't know what you just said. But he had four books on a shelf and I decided, well, he's gone. And so I got these four books out and I started, I opened these books up and just started going through it. And these books had step-by-step instructions on how to put layers in Photoshop and how to cut and how to paste and how to do all these things and how to, you know, you know do all these amazing things. But guess what? I could have left the books on the shelf and just made excuses for why it is that I didn't know how to do any graphic design. And then thank God YouTube came along and I didn't have to read anymore. I could just watch videos. And I mean to tell you a lot of the stuff that I know is because I'm watching what, what other people are doing and learning and growing and, and, and using what it is that I have been given. And so that's the point. The next thing is we gotta take care of what we have. Take care, and, and if we've learned anything from this story, you know, with these, with these servants, it was, it, was, it was a test of whether or not they would take care of what it is that he entrusted them with. And so my question to you today is, is are you stewarding what it is that you have been given? It's a, you know, and I added that point, that stewardship, because we can all act. Like we can, we can all do. We can all, you know, get better. We can all raise more money and, and make more money and all of that stuff. But, but there's this key component of of stewardship, stewarding that which God has given to us. Because without stewardship, we're not passing the test. And when we steward what it is that he's been, what's, what's been given to us, what he can do is, is he will give us more. In the story, we saw that he, he uh, uh, made them ruler over much. I'll tell you, there's a, a sto- another story in Luke 9 that talks about uh, some different sums, but he, the, the master basically gave sums of money to these different individuals and, and they were steward that. And, and in that particular story, they were given cities. They were made rulers over cities. And so we see this idea that when we are stewarding the small things, 
And, and, and I, I know it's a challenge, but when we're stewarding the small things, that's when we get the door opened up for greater things. So number two is found here in verse 19. It says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled the accounts, settled the accounts. And so number two is, is that faithfulness is expected. Faithfulness is expected. And I know that sometimes this can be kind of a hard one to swallow because, you know, we look at our, our father as a, a loving father, <laughs> you know, and I lose keys, my dad's keys, and it's like, thank God for his mercy, <laughs> you know. But I mean to tell you, there's another side to that. My dad gets sick and tired of losing keys, right? He's like, come on, son, get with it, you know? I'm expecting you not to lose this key. I mean, he, he does, he does that. Now, now, you know, he let me lose a few, but now when he walks up to me, he, he gives me the key. Usually it's the key to his trailer or some, some piece of equipment that he has, and he looks me right in the eyes, and he says, don't lose this. <laughs> you know? And the same thing is true with our Heavenly Father, man, he loves us, he's gracious, he's kind, but man, he's expecting us, he's expecting us to care for and it's steward and be faithful with what it is that we've been given. And, and, and there is an expectation that he has. He's coming again. He's expecting us, you know, and, and, and when you look at some of these stories in Matthew and in Luke, you know, the idea was as many of the people believed that they believed that, that God was gonna set up his kingdom right then and there. But, but they, were mis, they, they were misinformed that, 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 that Jesus came, he did, he did what he did, then he went to a place to prepare a place for us, and there was still work yet to be done on the earth. And, and what he did was is he set up the church and he entrusted us to do this work. And so, it, and, and so it's, it's an assignment of faithfulness. He's assigning, he's entrusted us, he's given us everything we need. That's what's so exciting about this is, is that, that he's given you and I what we need to be faithful. He's given you and I what we need to do the work, to, to, to help people, to, to minister to people, to pray with people, to lead people to Christ. You have everything you need to do that. I think a lot of times, you know, as believers, we think we don't have what we need, but we do. You have everything you need. Second Timothy says here in uh, chapter four, verse five, it says, work, work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Now, this is Paul talking to Timothy, but, but you could say this to yourself, that, that there's a ministry that God has given to you and me. And as for me, my life has already been poured out. This is Paul, out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I've fought a good fight. I've finished my race and I have remained faithful. So Paul is saying, in all of this, I've, I've done what it is that I know to do. I never stopped. Paul never stopped being faithful. He continued to be faithful day in, day out, day in, day out, until he was ready to go home and be with the Lord. He was faithful. And the same thing is true for you and I as believers. We have to continue to walk in faithful, con continue to be faithful in every area of our lives. We never get a pass it's not like, well, you were faithful for 20 years, now you're done. You know, you can go sit on the sidelines and just kick her back and take it easy. No, he's, he's gonna come back and he's gonna be like, Why, where was the faithfulness in the last part of your life? Where was the faithfulness in, in, in those latter years where you had the most to give, but you, you didn't give what you had? No, we're gonna give an account for the whole thing, for all of our life. Faithfulness is expected. And so maybe you don't... Um, Maybe you don't uh, have this, this, this thing of, um, maybe you don't, I'm, I didn't write that right. Rach, you didn't spell check that for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't you love it? I, sometimes I'll type up documents and my, my wife's like, that is grammatically not even true or correct. You know, thank God she's, she's so I should have had her look at this. So we'll just skip to the next one. There you go. <laughs> Something he's impressing on you. Let's go with that one. Something he, what's he impressing on you? I just talked to somebody here a few, a few probably months ago where the Lord has been impressing something on this person to do something, to step out, you know? It's not that she doesn't enjoy what it is that she's doing, but it's like she, there's some other things. And so I just, I encourage her. I'm like, do it, just, just step out, you know, you know, because there's gonna come a day where the Lord has obviously been dealing with her heart and saying, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to, uh, you know, step out here. But, but because of things were comfortable and uh, I just don't know and how's that gonna work and, 
you know, and, and so that's kind of where she was at. And so I just said, no, no, you got to put that stuff aside. Move past that. Just, just do it. Step out. And, 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 and because there's going to be, uh, there's an expectation that, that is placed upon us, that we have to act and we have to steward uh, what it is that he's given to us. The third thing is this, verse 24, faithfulness can be, this is going to be good, difficult. Faithfulness is difficult. It said, then he who had received the one talent came to him and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. I knew you to be a hard man. You know, faithfulness can be difficult. I know this firsthand, okay? You know, last year, somebody, I don't know who it was. I mean, I, my office was being flooded with Oreos. I, I gained 10, 15, 20 pounds off of these Oreos, thousands and thousands of calories, right? And so, man, I just like, okay, I got to get this under grips, right? So after the first of the year, it's like, okay, no more Oreos. And I'm doing good. I'm being very, very faithful. My wife's not buying Oreos. Things are great. What happens? Walk into my office. There's a bag, secret little note. And they're a little light kind. Does it matter? I ate the whole box. <laughs> not faithful at all, right? Totally blew it. Really hard not to pass up an Oreo with milk. I mean, to tell you. And so faithfulness can be very, very hard. And so, but here's the thing that I want you to, to know. Not, don't worry about the Oreos. I've got those under control. What I want you to know is, is that I really feel like, and I, and when and I read this story, I look at this servant, the one that was given 1,000. And I think about the fact that his perception was wrong. He, 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 he saw the master to be hard. And he, he, what, what he was looking at and his perception was, this is too hard. And you're a hard man. And, and there's an expectation. And, and this isn't fair. And I only, get, I only got 1,000. They got, they got two. And the other guy got five. I mean, he was standing there. I'm sure he was making up excuse after excuse after excuse. And so fear crept in. He's like, no, I'm, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I'm just going to bury it so that I don't get in trouble, so that everything goes okay when he comes back. And, and, and we, we didn't read this, but if you read down further in the, in the thing, when the master came back, he called him lazy and wicked. And, and I think for you and I, it's like if our perception is wrong, and maybe you're in this place today, and maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been hurt by someone, or maybe you've been hurt by a Christian, or maybe you've been hurt by the church, or, or something like that. And the problem is, is that when you have that hurt, your perception is wrong. Your perception of the church is wrong. Your perception of Jesus is wrong. And so what, what you end up doing is, is you begin to class yourself with this one servant. And when, you, when you're in this class and your perception is wrong, you don't, you don't act. You don't steward, you don't do, because you think, well, you know, and, and in Luke 9, when in that other story, there were actually some that got mad at the, at the master. They got mad. And so I, I, I see that all the time, that people think, well, I, I haven't been given this, and I don't want to do this, and I'm going to live my life this way. And so they don't ever steward, and they're never faithful with what it is that God's given to them. But it, it's, it's difficult, but we have to fix, fix that perception and make sure that our perception is right. Remember Moses? He, he said it this way. When, when God said, hey, I want you to lead these people, one of the things that he said is, is what, if, what if they don't believe me? That was one of the things. He said many, many things, but he's like, what if, what if these people don't believe me? I'm going to go and I'm going to try. You've asked me to do this, but what if they don't believe me? And, and he said, what is in your hand? What's in your hand? And it all comes back to what is it that you have? And, and we know the, the Moses story. I mean, he was talking about how he couldn't talk and he couldn't. He made up all these excuses for why he couldn't do what the master was asking him to do. And I think we fall into that same trap. It's like we, we, we make up excuses for, for what it is that we, we know we should be doing, but, but we don't. And so it can be very, very difficult. The challenges that we face. Um, but, but the servant was given the master's resource to invest it and, and do something with it. You know, when I think about this story, it's like, to, to, to these three guys, I guarantee it was difficult for the other two. The guy with five and the guy with 2,000, you and I both know it says that they invested it, but they could have invested it in a bank. They could have gone out and bought, bought a piece of equipment to go and do an, another pe a job or, or something. They could have bought a business. They could have bought employees. They could have done something. And you and I both know that there were challenges, there were difficulties, there were things that these the, the guy with five and the guy with two, they had to deal with. They had to deal with what was difficult but they did. 
And the result was is that they doubled what it was that was given to them. And so we just have to understand, you know, it's, it's like, okay, man, faithfulness, it's going to be difficult, but man, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to push through what is difficult and I am going to be a faithful man or a faithful woman. It's, and, and I like what Proverbs 3 says in chapter 3, verse 3, it says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And so when it comes to this idea of faithfulness, it's like, man, if, if, if you're struggling and it's difficult, man, just my daughter, she draws on her hands and stuff like that. I mean, just write it on your hand. I'm faithful. Maybe, maybe you haven't been faithful. Just, you know, I'm faithful and put some smiley faces. Then every day you're looking at, oh, I'm faithful, you know? Maybe you need to put, some of you guys need to put it on your forehead. So when you look in the mirror, it's like, I'm faithful. And smile. <laughs> Don't do that. Do it with a Sharpie. <laughs> it's a great promise. The great promise is, is that we, not, we have to be found faithful. Matthew 25, 21 says this that the master answered, and this was the scripture that we pointed to, and that is the master answered and said, you did right, and you are good and faithful servant who can be trusted. You did well with a few things, so I will let you care for much greater things. I'll let you care for much greater things. Number four, faithfulness is always rewarded. It's always rewarded. No matter what we do, no matter if it's in our marriage, our money, our finances, our church, no matter what area of life you want to talk about, faithfulness is always rewarded. The kingdom of God operates on faithfulness. Seed time and harvest without fail. Listen, the world has this down. They understand, I'm going to plant, I'm going to reap. I'm going to plant, I'm going to reap. I'm going to plant, I'm going to reap. They're faithful. They're faithful to do what it is that they know to do. As believers, we have to be faithful, that there is always a a reward. Matthew uh, 25 verse 28 says, so take the talent from him, okay, and this was later in the story, the master said, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For, the, for everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance, but from him who does not have, it will be taken away. So, so here we see that if we don't use and we don't steward and we're not faithful with what it is that God has given to us, it's going to be taken away and it's going to be given to the person that is found faithful. It's, and, and a lot of times, you know, when the, the unfaithful person feels sorry for themselves, they, 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 they make excuses and they're like, well, that isn't fair. What's up with that? Well, it's just a principle. The master is saying, listen, the guy, that, the guy that's faithful and doing something with what it is that, I, that they have and that I've given them and they'd steward it and they've made it bigger, we're gonna take that and we're gonna give it to them. And so I think for us personally, as a, as a body of believers, like I just want our church to be found faithful, faithful to serve, faithful to show up, faithful to be here with a good attitude, faithful to pray, faithful to give, all of the, all of the faithfuls that you can think of when it comes to church. Why? Because man, when we're doing that, when each and every one of us are doing our part to be faithful, what happens? Man, more is given to us. More is entrusted to us. I think about the faithfulness of of the generations that have gone before us. You know, when I look at pictures and I think about all of the people that have have come and they've gone and they've served and they've helped and they've brought their supply and they've given sacrificially, we're sitting in an amazing facility and been so blessed because of other people's faithfulness. Guess what, it doesn't stop. It just keeps growing. It keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting stronger. We, we don't, we're not just, you know, an even keel of faithfulness. No, we're growing in our faithfulness. We're growing bigger and bigger and higher and higher and more and more faithful in what it is that we do because faithfulness is always rewarded. And so no matter what you want, have done, I want to kind of end with this because, you know, sometimes when you think about this idea of faithfulness, it's like, okay, yeah, man, I'm going to be faithful. There could be some of us in here that are disappointed that maybe you've, you haven't done what it is that, that you know to do. You haven't been faithful. Maybe it's in a relationship or maybe it's with with your finances or with kids. I'm here today to tell you, number five is this, that God is always faithful. And that's what you have to remember because that's what our faithfulness is born out of, is his faithfulness to us, right? Look at what Exodus 34 says. It said that the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. 
and he's abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. <clears throat> Think about it, you know, and maybe you're in, the, you're, maybe you're in that, that, that place in life where you're like that one servant and your perception is wrong. I'm here today to tell you that, that he's gracious, he's slow to anger, he's full and abounding with faithfulness and love towards you. And so, you know, if you haven't begun to take these steps of faithfulness, you can just begin to just dwell on this fact that, you know what, God is faithful. He's faithful to me. He's gracious to me. He cares for me. And begin to change your perspective of your heavenly father. Because it's when you understand and know your heavenly father, it's like, you know what, I just know that he's empowered me, he's entrusted me, he's given me the gifts, the talents, the abilities, everything I need to do everything that I need. He's got my back, he's strengthening me, he's encouraging me, he's gonna help me, he sent the Holy Spirit to just lead me and guide me in all that I do so that I can be faithful. And look what here says in 2 Timothy 2 and 13. It says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. And then Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. So no matter where you're at in life, guys, maybe you're like the, the one with a thousand bucks. Maybe you're like me, man. It's like, Dad, I'm sorry. I lost another key. Do you have another key to the trailer? <laughs> I'm locked out. I don't know. I don't know where you find yourself today. You could be the person that it's like, man, you got it down. I'm checking this box. I'm checking this box. I'm checking this box. I'm checking this box. I'm faithful here, faithful here, faithful here. Maybe you're the guy in the middle. It's like, okay, I'm hitting it, hitting it here and not hitting it here, <laughs> right? Maybe you're the guy that you are nowhere to be found, right? And the Lord's dealing with you and he's like, listen, if you're that guy that's nowhere to be found, it's like, listen, it's time to be found. I'm coming back and you're gonna give an account. And it's like, okay, Lord, yes, yes. It, it, this applies to all of us. And I, it's so, it's just amazing to me because this, just this week, I met with somebody and uh, he was just talking about his life and where it is that he had been and what it is that he had been going through and we've been meeting regularly just, to, you know, just, you know, iron sharpens iron, man. If you don't have somebody in your life, man, find somebody. They don't have to be better than you. They don't have to be lower than you. Just find somebody. Find another believer that you can get together with. So anyway, we're gathering, you know, we get together and we're just talking and he was just sharing his life. He was just talking about years, like 20 years ago, how he, he, was working in this business and he just, he just did what he knew to do. He showed up, he worked, he worked hard, he did what it is that he knew to do and, and, and uh, there was another individual that worked with him and it just seemed, it just seemed unfair. It's it, like time and time again, like either what it is that he did would be looked over or, or the other guy that was completely nowhere to be found, right? He, he'd get the, the praise and the glory and the honor and he'd get, you know, stuff given to him. And, and this individual's just like, you know, just tempted to go to this place where why am I being faithful? Why am I doing this? But you know, he just continued to show up, continued to do. Did he have a good attitude every day? No, he'd be the first one to admit he did not have a good attitude every day. But you know what, he showed up. He just continued to trust God, continued to walk in what it is that he knew to walk in, continued to do. And, and, and he said there were times where the Lord dealt with him in certain areas and he, it was challenging. One time the Lord said, I want you to give $10,000 to the church. And he was just like, $10,000, how? how? And so he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. And so, you know, over the course of time, it, it didn't look like this principle that we looked at today was really working. It's like, man, you know, I've been faithful in the little, why, where is the great? Where is the goodness? Where is, where is what it is that you promised, Lord? I, I, I've endeavored to be faithful. Well, this week he was telling me just about some things that had been happening in his, in his life, in his family. Things that were hard, difficult, just situations that like, from a natural standpoint, it's like how on earth is this ever gonna get fixed? And, and what's so amazing was, is that we, you know, we prayed, we're trusting God, we're believing, we're being faithful in our, in our faith, faithful that, you know what, he's gonna come through. And, and he came to me uh, this week and he said, 
everything was dissolved. Everything was, was taken care of. Like this other individual he had a problem with made a decision. Like, like the way that this individual made a decision was just like, it was miraculous. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that what is happening in this individual's life, he's seeing greatness in his life. And I encourage him, I said, listen, you haven't seen it all. God has more. But I, I am convinced that it's because of all of those years, those years of years and years and years of faithfulness, the years and years and years where it was difficult. He just continued. He continued to serve, continued to honor God, continued to give, continued to love when it was hard to love. And you know what? God saw it. He saw every single time and he will in your life too and in mine. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you today with every head bowed and every eye closed, Father. We just want to thank you, Father God, for your word to our lives. That, Father, when we're faithful in the little things, you will indeed make us ruler over much. And so, Father God, I just pray, Father, for those that are in this house today, Father, that no matter where they find themselves when it comes to faithfulness, Lord, you see them. Father, you are a loving God. You're a faithful God. You have entrusted all of us, Father God, with blessing, with, with knowledge, with wisdom. And Father, I just pray for each and every person that's in here. Because Lord, we want to be found faithful. This house, we want to be found faithful. And it doesn't just take a few people that are faithful. It takes all of us. We want to see greater things in our own personal lives, but we want to see greater things in our church and in our region. And we, re we know, Father God, that it requires a faithfulness of that which you have given to us. And so today, Father God, it is, it is with uh, honor that we commit again, Father God, to faithfulness. We commit faithfulness in our devotion. We commit faithfulness in our prayer life, Father, for the church. We commit faithfulness, Father God, in our giving and what it is that you have blessed us with. We, we commit faithfulness, Father, in every area of our lives, Lord. Because we know, Lord, and we have found out, and it is very, very clear, Lord, that you will open up the doors in our life. You'll, you'll bring a blessing and you'll entrust us with greater things, Father. We wanna help people to be faithful. And so, Father, we're going to lead by example. And so, also coupled together with this, Lord, if there's anybody in here and maybe you are, you're nowhere to be found. You, you're not close to God. And today you want to get close to God. This is the most important time of the service. This is the time where you make a decision to choose to come out and be found by him. He cares for you. He loves you. He wants to bring you back. And we saw it firsthand that he loves you. He's gracious and he's kind. So if you're that person and you, you don't know him, maybe you have never given your heart to Christ and you're that person. Is there anybody in here? You want to get back and right, get right with God? Is there anybody in here? Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the people that you're going to send. You're going to send them, Father God, as a result of our action, a result of our stewardship, the result of our sharing, Father God. As we leave this building, as we go out into this world, Father God, we will be a light to those that are lost. We will reach those that need to be found, Father God, and we will bring them back so that they can be in right fellowship with you, so that they can be a part of this family, Father God, and we will steward what it is that we have individually been given, but not only that, we will steward them in this house. And we thank you, Father God, for that, for that harvest that is great, that harvest, Father, that you use us as believers to reach. And I just thank you and I proclaim today that that is exactly what we will do in these weeks and months and years to come. We will reap the harvest. We will be found faithful. And I just thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, hey, before we come to a close, there's something I want to share with you guys. You know, we've been talking about faithfulness. And there's an individual that's been with us for seven faithful years. And uh, he has some things in his heart that he really wants to do. There's some things that, you know, as we talked about this morning, man, they've been stirring in him, stirring, stirring, stirring for years. And, uh, and he's just come to the place. He's talked to myself and pastor and, and he's made the decision. This is Pastor Glenn that, you know what? I need to step out 
I need to step out and do what it is that you're calling me to do. And so Pastor Glenn, uh, he, he let us know that he's gonna step into a new season, a new phase. He's gonna step down from the responsibilities that he has in this house, and he's going to step into some things that, that uh, uh, the Lord's just been dealing with him. He doesn't have all the answers, but you know what? He's been faithful. And so he'll, we know God will reward him. God will care for him. God's leading him. And where he leads, he provides. Amen. And so I'm going to just ask Pastor Glenn to come down. And then when he's done, we'll, we'll pray for him. And uh, so. Please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hallelujah. You know, it's, uh, you know, the walk with the Lord is a journey, right? And, uh. There's only one thing he can't do for you. He can't be obedient for you. So when he leads you, well, you have a choice to make, right? Either you go with him or you're going to not fulfill everything he's called you to do. And so this is something that's been stirring in my heart for years. And uh, actually from before I even came up here. But I knew I was supposed to come for a season. And it's been a good season. I've learned a lot. You know, there's, there's, there's some things that you will not learn about the local church unless you're part of one. And you know, I didn't grow up being part of a local church. Many of you probably don't know that. But uh, I didn't have a church to go to. You know, so my mom, she would drag us, you know, when she got born again. I was eight years old when I found Jesus, but she would just go wherever. There was a meeting wherever people got together. And she would drive for three, four hours to get to a to a church and so I didn't know the value really I knew the value of the church from the Bible but there's something about you being part of one you're part of the local church you're part of seeing what happens in the local church and I've learned a lot about how it is to be around the same people day in and day out and see what they go through you know see what 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 is the daily struggle you know being with Pastor Brian with Pastor Mike and seeing what they what are they dealing with on a daily basis? So what the Lord has been impressing on me is that we're going to start traveling. We're going to start going to the mission field. We don't know exactly what everything looks like yet, but we know this was the first step. It says, okay, you need to kind of step out of what you're doing now. And then I will show you one step after the other, but what it looks like. You know, I've traveled before and taught in some of Ramos Bible schools, you know, in Africa. And, and, and uh, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, it's really difficult to, to, to minister effectively to a pastor unless you know what he does. Right? Brother Kenneth E. Hagin said that every traveling minister should pastor for at least two years so that they know how to handle themselves in the local church, so they know a little bit about what the pastor is doing, what he's dealing with. And he said the same about a pastor. You know, you should, you should be on the, on, out in the field for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's going to help us in what we're going to do next. You know, I've just been so privileged uh, being able to work with these two guys. You won't find any better men than these two guys here. And it's more than just family. You know, these guys have seen how they handle situations and how they've been steadfast. And what you see here is, is who they are all the time and I, I'm telling you what I've been I've been just I've been just handing off some of my responsibilities that I've been I've been doing here at the church you know and and I've just you know handed over to Reed and Jenny you know the prayer part but I'm telling you what they're going to take it further than I ever could why is that because of the call of God on their lives and it's one thing I'm seeing with, with, with Pastor Brian is that he's he wants to put people in place so that they can fulfill what God has called them to do you know, so he's building on the faithfulness of Pastor Mike and Miss Joan. You know, what they have started building here. Now he, God has put different things in Pastor Brian and Rachel. Why? Because it's a different season. Jesus is about to come back. And, and everybody needs to take their place. And I'm telling you what, this place is going to explode. I can see this place exploding with people taking their place. It's going to be a marvelous thing to behold. Sometimes people don't like change, but I'm telling you what, this change is good. 
This change is good to accomplish the purpose of God. And you know, you might say, well, well you, know, I, you know, some of you might have liked me, some of you might not. Some of you might be just like, you know, it's like what I heard Pastor Mark Hankins, his dad said. He says, if they're chasing out a tunnel, at least get in front so it looks like a parade. <laughs> but you know, it's a good thing. And so, you know, we don't have all the answers, but you know, you can't really preach faith unless you actually practice it, right? And so, and it's not like we're not going to, you know, I don't know what it looks like. You know, people are saying, are you moving? I don't know. He says, like, I really don't care where I end up as long as I'm doing what he asked me to do. And this is like, will it be easy? Well, it's going to be a lot easier than not doing what he's called me to do. You know, and I know that he is able. You know, I was just, just reflecting on, you know, what he's done in my life. It's like, if it wasn't for him, man, I would have been lost in a snowstorm somewhere up in Norway. Not meeting any of you guys. Not fulfilling his purpose at all. I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even be married. You know, it's because of, of, of relationships that God put in place. And Brian and Angela here, you know, some people that I've known for a long time now. Over 20 years. You know, it's, 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 it's relationships that, that, that God put in place. So anyhow... We're excited about this, this new thing. We're, 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 we're not, you know, we're always going to love you guys. And we're asking that you will, will pray for us. We're going to try to keep you updated, you know, on Facebook and all these things that we love being on. But <laughs> we'll keep you updated on what God is doing and what we're doing. And, uh, and please pray for us. You know, just that we will just have clearness and just keep going boldly, you know, into what God has. And I know that there's some things that we're going to step into. I've seen glimpses of it in the past. But, you know, there's, there's people out there that don't believe in themselves. You know, a big part of what God has put in me is to encourage people to take their place. To see the grace in themselves. To believe in the call of God on their lives. You know, why can I do that effectively? Because I was one of them that didn't believe in myself. I felt condemned. I felt like, well, you knew better. You've done all this stuff. Well, God is merciful. His love is unending. And he has a plan for everybody's lives. That's part of what we're going to do. We're going to go into the Bible schools and teach, you know, and make sure that they're exposed to the Holy Ghost. You know, one thing that Brother Hagin said, he said, he said, the world needs to be introduced to, you know, they need to be introduced to Jesus. You know, the church needs to be introduced to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you can't do what you're doing in your own strength. So anyhow, we'll keep you updated. I'm, I could talk for a long time, but uh, I sure have appreciated every single moment I've been here. And, uh, and it's going to be good. Amen. It's going to be good. Amen. Come on up. You guys want to come up? Why don't you guys stand right here? We're going to pray for them. And uh, send them out. Amen. You guys can stand up and... Stretch out your hands towards this couple. And uh, we're going to just pray over their future and what it is that, sh that God has in store for them. And, and uh, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. And Father God, we are so, so thankful, Father, and grateful for this couple, Lord, that you sent to us, Father. Oh, Yes, we just thank you, Father, for all that they've done, their faithfulness. You've seen their faithfulness, Father. And, and Lord, we know, Lord, that as they've been here, Father God, there's been deposits. There's been things put into them, Father God. But not only that, Lord, there are things that have been in them for many, many years, things placed in them from the time that they were born, Father God. Giftings, purposes, plans, pursuits, Father God, that are hidden inside, Father God. And I just pray, Lord, that as they leave this place, as they step out in faith, as they step out in obedience, Father God, and as they are faithful to do what it is that they know to do, Father God, we know that you will lead them, you'll guide them, you'll direct them, you'll, you'll, you'll provide for them, you'll open doors of opportunity, you'll help them, you'll strengthen them, you'll give them everything that they need, Father God to do all that you have called for them to do. And Father, they'll give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise for what it is that you do and work in them and through them, Father God. 
And I thank you, Father God, for the testimony of your goodness in their life as a couple, as a family. Lives will be touched and changed forever because of their obedience and because of their faithfulness. And we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Love you. Go left. Love you, man. Love you. God's good, isn't he? I'll tell you what, there's nothing wrong with tears. They're tears of joy. Yeah, they might be tears of sadness, but you know what? There's joy. There's great things in store for them. There's great things in store for this church. There's great things in store for you. You always have to remember that. You know, what we've talked about this morning is faithfulness. Faithfulness to do what he's called us to do. And that's what this couple is, is choosing to do, is be faithful and obey. And I know that they're gonna have great blessing upon their life, amen? So I just encourage you guys, pray for them. You know, when you guys are in your devotion, you know, maybe put a sticky note in your Bible or on a, on a thing, pray for the Tomrins. Because there's doors that need to be opened, there's, there's people that need to be met, there's things that need to come, and so you can help them. And I just encourage you to just to do that. And, 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 and respect their privacy, you know? Because sometimes, you know, you, 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 uh, you announce these things and it's like people kind of want to dig and you find out all this stuff. But you know what? You don't need to know it. Just pray for them. Say, Lord, I just thank you that you're blessing them and you're helping them, amen? Amen. They're gonna do great things and so are we and so are you. So as you go, be blessed. Go out there, be faithful with what it is that you've been given, with your testimony, with what it is that God's given you, and you will have great blessing. Amen? Amen. Amen. We'll see you back here next Sunday in your team apparel, right? For the Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to be a great afternoon, great time. You guys are dismissed. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you on Wednesday at 7 p.m.